Wait, do I look dusty? <laughs> I already started. <laughs> it's all right. I don't want to give you the wrong impression. I need love and affection. Love, 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 love. The people are going to turn off the episode when they hear that. <laughs> you sound like Goofy. Huh? That's like Goofy? <laughs> Why did we love Future so much? <laughs> I don't know. You got a 2010s on lock. There was a time with Future. There was a time. Oh, I didn't start my Instagram live. Lord of mercy. There was a time with Future, and we really loved Future. Do we still love Future? Uh, he, is he, I mean, do we just accept him as problematic? He's our problematic king, or? Our, <laughs> our problematic <laughs> king. No, we're going to crown a new king today, sweetheart. Uh, Let's go ahead and start uh, the show. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and good morning. Welcome back to the episode of Who Wake and Make with B Mo. Yeah. I'm your cultural analyst, Bryant Bmo Brown. Before we do another thing, let's make sure we're saying good morning to the remote control of my life. Okay. Let's say we may say we good morning to the gemstone in my pocket. All right. Good morning to the later house. Good morning, later house. Yes, what that. If you was a gem if you was a if you was a stone, what stone would you be? Baby stone. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be baby what stone. What stone would you be if you were a stone? Maybe amethyst. Amethyst. Yeah. I think I'd just be rock. <laughs> just a rock. You'd just in your be pocket. sedimentary rock. You're just sedimentary rock. <laughs> General rock. <laughs> As always, we want to give a shout out to the Washington former bridge, wibridgedc.com, or at wibridgedc on all social media platforms. We appreciate their support. We appreciate them being the guiding light. For Awake and Bake with Bilo. Okay, we are part of the Black Press, uh, a great member of the Black Press. So if you're here this morning, you're here to help celebrate some of the things that are happening with the Black Press. Uh, please go over to the New Blueprint newsletter and subscribe to the New Blueprint newsletter. We're putting in hella work over there to make sure that these social strategies actually come to uh, fruition. Fruition, right? The great thing, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, the great thing about the blueprints, uh, when I hear my homegirl who's awake and bake with me one night, when I hear her say that the king of her village uh, is the king of social affairs, it makes me think of something, sweetheart. It makes me think there are individuals like the Ben Crumps, there are individuals like Cornel West who's running for president, there are individuals who are attacking policy, right? How are we holding truth to power from these big systems, these grand systems of whiteness that must fall. These things are important. Yeah. 
But I feel like I'm over here, though. <laughs> I'm over here. What happens when these things fall? How are we addressing the qualms that face blackness on a social level? How are we affecting culture? To answer the question, what happens if we get reparations tomorrow? Will we replicate the systems of whiteness that have been traumatizing us? Or will we have the culture wherewithal to build something new? That's the new blueprints, all right? Something new is the new blueprints. I want to be the king of the socials, okay? <laughs> okay? Um, so make sure y'all subscribe to that. It's only $5 a month. If you can't afford the five, just let a nigga know. I put you on the scholarship. It's not that big a deal, sweetheart. Although I could use the $5. But you know what I'm saying? It's not that big a deal. All right. We got, we got two comments. We got two comments? We got yeah. people who in the high, if you in the house, maybe people don't know this because you know what I'm saying? They just warming up to us. If you are here, we'd love for you to make your presence known by saying good morning to the lady of the house and I, specifically to the lady of the house. Who okay. got this morning? <laughs> who in the house? Who in the house? Uh, the Everyday Weekend says hey. top of the top. Good morning, hey, brother. How you morning. doing? You know what Everyday Weekend is? No. They do the uh, they do the uh, the open mic series. I think it was at Songbird. I think it still might be at Songbird. Mm-hmm. Uh, wonderful, wonderful group of individuals. They've been on the grind back when I was trying to study how to be on the grind. I remember going into their studio when they just had wood panels on the wall. That's all they had oh, was wow. wood panels and two microphones on the table. <laughs> now these brothers is out here with a live. And let me tell you something. You know who knows about the 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 troubles of live broadcasting? This nigga right here. Nah. <laughs> Hardest thing I've ever done in my life is do a live, a live broadcast. And I'm pretty sure there's something wrong with this one today. But I don't know. We'll find out after the show. Yeah. Uh, what other comments we got? Uh, Good Vibe Tribe said, I'd be Cold Stone. Good morning, Lady of the House and BMO. Cold Stone? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Do you mean the ice cream or That'd Stone That'd be the gym cold? with me. I don't know. <laughs> I almost said cold, cold Stone, <laughs> not Stone Cold. You said Cold Stone, not right. Stone Cold. You know right. the difference. Right. Wow. I've been hanging boy, around you boy. too long. Huh? I've been hanging around you too long. Why is that? Because I said Stone Cold. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you know what it is. You know what Stone Cold is. All right, we got some great topics we want to talk about this morning. I did all my the prerequisite stuff, correct? <laughs> Micah said, good morning, Amethyst and Pocket. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and Pocket Stone. <laughs> <laughs> you did, uh, though. You, you did all the prerequisites. Okay, for sure. So we got some, we got some great topics we want to talk about this morning. Uh, today is Thursday, so we're going to vote on our Paul Rosen Negro of the Week Award. But we might have a a special <laughs> detour today in the Paul Robes and Negro of the Week Award. We're going to vote on that this afternoon. We also have, it's Thursday, so it means it's time for Sweet Odds Black Fact. All right. Uh, we want to talk also about, uh, I mentioned him on Thursday. We're going to talk about uh, Blueface Punk Ass. And then also, uh, as a deferred subject from Tuesday, we're also going to talk about the feelings that I have for Mr. Dion. Coach Dion Sanders. Sweet out. What should we start with? You think we should start with the black fact? You think we should talk about black mamas? You think we should talk about, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Black fact, mamas, Dion Sanders. Let me start with the fact. All right. Let's start it off with the sweet eyes, black fact. All right, you got it. I wrote a blunt because I feel like we already late. Yeah, okay. So, you may know this. Wicked Yeah, I'm talking. Yeah, the Wicked Big Ruby Moon Knights may know this also, but uh, for 2,234 years, human beings have tr- been trying to reach the top of the world 
Thousands of lives and millions of dollars were lost in the attempt. On April 6, 1909, Matthew Henson, a New York Negro, was the first of a party of six to do so. <laughs> he is now, as of 1943, the only human being alive to have stood there. The first Arctic explorer was Pythias, a Greek who perished in the attempt in 325 BC. And let's see. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So Matthew Henson <laughs> survived? Yeah. Okay, keep going. Um, consulting Matthew Henson's own account, A Negro at the North Pole, New York, 1912. Hampton's Magazine, January 1910. Liberty Magazine, July 17, 1926. Henson dragged Peary to the North Pole, and while the latter was asleep, Henson walked ahead and stood at the pole before any other member of the expedition. <laughs> he said, hey, y'all niggas sleep. I'm about to get this moment. So you telling me Matthew Henson said, stay woke, nigga. <laughs> stay woke if you want to get to these accomplishments. Matthew, what I like to call P. Henson, right? Because you know he is the uh, the genetic ancestor of Taraji P. Henson. Yeah. So I like to call him Matthew P. Henson. Okay. <laughs> A New York Negro was the first person to stand at at the North Pole and survive, right? And live to tell about it. And the last person to do so was in 325 B.C., wow. in which he perished. And they say niggas don't like the cold. <laughs> That nigga probably did not like the cold. I could see him fussing. Right. <laughs> Boy, it's cold to the motherfucker out of here. Oh, he's not the... Well, I don't know if the rest of his party made it up there, but yeah, he said he was the only human being alive to have stood there, so... So they slept. <laughs> so was the plan of the other party to sleep, get their rest, and then turn back because they didn't think they was going to make it? But then Matthew P. Henson said, you know what? <laughs> I got, I got this. it. Right. I, got I can it. do the rest. Yeah. When, um... Uh... Oh man, I wish I wish you could bring it to me real fast. When I was growing up, the American Black Americans of Achievement board game, I had that as a kid, right? And the nigga who stood out to me the most from the game was Matthew P. Henson. Yeah. Or Matt, just going by his name, Matthew Henson, because is he on the front of this joint? No, he's not on the front. Hold on. Talk to the people. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the one who stood out to me the most was Matthew Henson. Because where my man at? You know he I took a picture of his face. Yeah. Because hold on, hold on. I want to make I'm gonna make sure people see this. Hold on. You'll see Matthew Henson right there? Look at my man's. <laughs> Do you see this coat, nigga? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see this coat? Right. That's what I was told. When I was a kid, I was like, now that that's a coat, nigga, and that is the type of achievement that I want. <laughs> I didn't know what he did for 20 years. <laughs> you see this quote? Uh, the everyday weekend said, New York Negro is wild. I'll never... <laughs> New York Negro is <laughs> This nigga from Harlem went up. You know what? Right. If I can survive New York winners, I can go to the Arctic. Right. Fuck it. <laughs> I'll never forget seeing a birth certificate from 1926 that said Negro. Yeah. That's crazy. Who's that everyday everyday weekend? Mm -hmm. Everyday weekend. I think it's your first time coming on to the YouTube show. The sweetheart black fact from three weeks ago mm -hmm. was that the original names for us colored people included Negro, Negro, Nubian, and Hold on, I'm, I'm reading oh wait. Ah You got it, you remember? No. Okay. Ne Nehesu or Nubian. Yep. Uh, Negro and Negrita from West Africa. Negrita. Mm -hmm. These were our three original titles. And then more from ancient Egypt. Oh, and more, of course, yeah. of course, of course. So I'm not, I'm not surprised. You know what I'm saying? As Erica Badu said, call me by my name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
thank you, sweetheart, for the black fact. Um, uh, I appreciate that black fact. It's always uh, important to realize our stance in history. And I love the little nugget of the the party that was with Matthew Henson. <laughs> it seemed like they had gone as far as they can go. So yeah. They were getting that last little rest in. Right. And Matthew Henson said, you know what? I'm not going to sleep. Yeah. I don't need no rest. Yeah. We the didn't go all the way here to stop. Uh, uh, no, I know uh, I'm tired, but I what? got it. <laughs> I ain't driving no 17 hours to turn around outside of Tampa. Uh-uh. <laughs> we are going to Bush Gardens. <laughs> what is going on? Thank you, sweetheart. I appreciate the black bag. No problem, sweetheart. Let's talk about Deion Sanders. Though. Oh, you you just switched it up on me. I do want to I I do want to talk about Deion Sanders because in light of your black fact. This week's black fact, which is keep your eye on the prize, regardless of the people who are doing around you. And last week's black flag, black fact, which was that uh, 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 George Washington Carver turned down Edison so that he could continue doing work at Tuskegee. Mm-hmm. And Booker T. Washington even turned down petty speaking obligations so that he could continue his life work at Tuskegee. Yeah. Meaning, what are we supposed to do with these niggas with money when the eye on the prize is actually the goal? The prize is the goal, not the money they use to distract us from the prize, right? right. So if we know this, what the hell am I supposed to do with Deion Sanders? <laughs> last year, last season, we deemed, we stamped the, uh, uh, the, the prestigious award upon Deion Sanders as the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. Because we felt like Deion Sanders was doing revolutionary and dangerous things for the exposure of HBCU programs to the world. Mm-hmm. Right? He wasn't the whole situation, but he was a dangerous member of that coalition pushing HBCUs forward. Of course, at the time, you know, we have all these reparative acts. We got $577 million going to Morgan State in Maryland. We got $500 million going to Tennessee State. We got $800 million going to North Carolina A&T. We got Morris Brown has made a comeback after losing the accreditation, the Mm -hmm. first HBCU to ever do it, that said, fuck it, I know we lost, but we coming back. There is a boom of HBCUs. My man Larry winning two Grammys for TSU's uh, margin band. Mm -hmm. There is a boom that is happening at HBCUs, and we thought... We thought that Deion Sanders would be uh, a torchbearer for this new class, this new era, this new golden age of HBCUs. And as I'm looking around, I'm seeing individuals like my girl Dee Dwyer, who is a photographer out of Southeast. She is now an adjunct professor at Howard University. I'm seeing Panama Jackson, who owes me $13 for going (laughs) to see air. He is now an adjunct uh, professor at Howard University. These individuals who are in our class of creativity who have our perspective of blackness are now training the next minds of blackness. And we thought that Deion Sanders would be in that class. Then Deion Sanders decides that instead of sticking with Jackson State, he'd rather go to a Power 5 school, accepts literally the worst position in Power 5 football at Colorado. Switches up the whole team. I think they had something like fifty-five transfers. It's the crazy. time that Jackson, the time that uh, 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 boy uh, Deion Sanders got to Jackson State, brought his son and two of his star players with him to Colorado. <laughs> and on last Saturday, Deion Sanders, uh, Colorado University, whatever the fuck they called. <laughs> Bears, Mountaineers, bootleggers, I don't know, whatever these niggas is called. They won their first game against the previous uh, uh, runner-up to the national title at TCU. 
meaning Deion Sanders has experienced success in the place that he left Jackson State for. Yeah. And the niggas of the internet, the niggas of low intellectual quality are saying, all you niggas that was disappointed in Jack and, and, and Deion Sanders, how you feel now? Boy, y'all some real haters. How come y'all didn't want to see a black man win? And to which I tell them, shut the fuck up. <laughs> what? I actually say in response, if you do not have complicated feelings towards Deion Sanders, you have not investigated your connection to whiteness enough. Right. You should be both disappointed and proud. The disappointment is easy. We talked about that last season. Uh, Deion Sanders left Jackson State. We thought he would be a torchbearer for Jackson State, but it turns out that it was not his goal. His goal was actually to become a world-renowned college football coach at a Power 5 program. And the only way he felt like he could do that was to go to a Power 5 program. And that, to me, is the center of the situation. The only way Deion Sanders felt like that he could be successful is if he left us to go participate in traditional white systems. Right. And which one could say the college football is the traditional white system, but just hang on with me for a second. So that is the that is the reason why we could be disappointed. And we could be proud because Deion Sanders has accomplished the goal where he has gone into a power five situation, brought his black students, brought his HBCU experience, and has experienced, at least so far, success. But the, the disappointment is glaring. And I just wanted to talk about this one. Sweetheart, uh, can you play the clip for me? My people on YouTube, I'm gonna, my people on Instagram, y'all come on over to YouTube. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and let this go in the next five, 10 minutes. But come over so you, so you can see all the sources. Hey man, all we gotta do is win. You see all the tension that we're getting? Like that that has registered now. I think it's and uh, I think there's something that they couldn't fathom, they didn't understand that it could happen because of the light that's shining upon us. And yeah. we're thankful for that. Is, is that the but these young men, they know now. Okay, there we go. If, man, we just uh, ball out. We're going to get the love that we desire. All we got to do is win. You see all the tension that we're getting? Like that, that has registered now. And uh, I think that's something that they couldn't fathom. They didn't understand that it could happen because of the light that's shining upon us. And we're thankful for that. But these young men, they know now. If, man, we just ball out, we're going to get the love that we desire. And that's all they want. They want attention, focus, and a little love and light. That statement is actually what I feared the most from Deion Sanders. I was fearing that somehow, I was fearing that he would have a pejorative, he would have a preference over this Power Five school and the resources and the attention that they ascertain as a priority rather than the things he did at Jackson State. And I wanted to bring that up in light of the black fact that we've had these past two weeks, which is keep your eye on the prize and make sure that you are tending to your to your black guard, mm -hmm. essentially, to tending right. to your life's work. Right. Uh, and while uh, uh, when I hear dissenting opinions, I often hear that, you know, he should be ashamed or it should be some type of demerit against his social blackness or whatever. I just I'm just simply disappointed. And I feel like I have the right to be disappointed because I don't believe that just because you went to the worst power five school means that the attention and the love that your players are getting are somehow better 
somehow providing more opportunities. Mm -hmm. I heard Shador Sanders is in NIL deals with uh, Beats by Dre, Apple, and other major institutions yielding in millions of dollars a year. And while he did brilliantly on Saturday, the resume in which he got those positions happened at Jackson State. Right. So I don't, I don't agree that the love and the support that you get while at Colorado, just because they have a bigger stadium and just because they have a better athletic facility and just because they have a bigger name, just because they can compete with other traditional white institutions, that that automatically says that you're in a better position. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that bothers me. So when Shador Sanders says, uh, who is the quarterback for Colorado, formerly of Jackson State, when Shador Sanders says directly after the game, damn, I threw 510, I didn't even do that at Jackson State. I hear that as, damn, my competition at Jackson State was actually a little tougher. Right. Why was it easy for me to throw 510 yards against what y'all call the Power Five? Mm -hmm. This don't seem powerful to me. Right. I mean, South Carolina State gave me a run for for my money. I came here and run rough shot over y'all. 510 yards. I'm like, that's the that's the highest uh, a quarterback has thrown in 25 years. Premiering in a Power Five school, and he's coming from Jackson State. And now, while I'm watching the game, I'm falling asleep while I'm watching the game. But while I'm watching the game, I'm also hearing announcers talk about Jackson State as if it's a junior college, as if it's a JUCO. They say JUCO, right? It's the Sonic Boom of the South. <laughs> right. What are we talking about? This is the what? king of the swag. This is Jackson State. Come on now. So I, I'm saying all to say that I do have complicated feelings for the success that is happening for Deion Sanders. It is almost the, is the, you know what it is, sweetheart? It's mm-hmm. the same problem I have with the general aspect of black excellence. Mm-hmm. Bro, you don't need to go into a, a place where white people are succeeding to prove, to, to, you don't need to go into a place where white people are succeeding to prove that you are also successful. Exactly. You don't need to hook up with uh, uh, Edison to make sure that your inventions go down in history. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do dumbass speeches in Rockefeller to make sure that Tuskegee goes down as one of the greatest HBCUs of all time. Right. Your life's work can be your life's work and your life's work can be for your people, by your people, through your people. I think we keep circling back to this informer point, but like, I'll say it again to, I'll say it to I'm blue in the face. The, the informer has an 87% white audience. Mm-hmm. And as much to my knowledge, the informer does 100% black news. Right. So why is it that people feel like they have to sacrifice their black integrity or at least their black perspective in order to get more black people into a situation? And, excuse me, to get white people into a situation. You don't. Right. You don't. Those are my complicated feelings. I am disappointed and proud of uh, Deion Sanders and everything that's going on in Colorado, but like at the same time, eh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> eh. Yeah. You don't get the same love and support. You don't get the same hoorah that you get for leading Jackson State. And that might not mean nothing. That may not mean nothing to Deion Sanders. Right. That may not mean nothing to you. But I tell you, for the 50,000 50, people who are crowding those stadiums every weekend in Jackson State, for the millions of black folks who re-looked at, who re-looked at Jackson State as a viable option for HBCU, mm-hmm. for Diddy who gave a million dollars to Jackson State, it meant something. Right. What you think, sweetheart? What are your thoughts on Deion Sanders? Yeah, to echo your sentiments, I it's it's kind of like a yeah. I'm also disappointed, but proud. 
but I also feel like you know you don't have to rely on your proximity to whiteness to be successful. Ooh. You're Deion Sanders, like you still have your name. We know who you are. You know, <laughs> you'll be good regardless. I don't think that that's necessarily the move you should take. And like I'm pretty sure he got money, so it can't be a money thing. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, true. You never know. Such niggas with me. They say ain't no black middle class, and this nigga ain't wealthy. So, oh, he not. No. Oh. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't true. Know money like that. True. Um. Damn, that's real though. Like you don't say it again. What you say? You don't have to rely on your proximity to whiteness to be successful. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. Get used to. Right. Not anymore. Now you don't. Right. And we thought Deion Sanders would be a uh, would be a proving point of that, but instead he went over to Colorado. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not one of those Negroes that has a, a, a strict rules for how to be liberated. Yeah. So I guess do your thing. You know what I'm saying, get that job. <laughs> I guess have fun at your job. I guess, man. Like, I know that band whack. I know you. I know the culture a little strange. Okay. And now I'm hearing white men saying that they're Deioned out. That culture at a school doesn't matter. Like. Come the fuck on. What? Now it don't matter. All right. <laughs> now you Dion out because you hear somebody with confidence. That's All it. right. That's crazy. We got to comment through that before we get on to the world premiere. <laughs> uh, Natalie says we in here. Good morning. Good morning, Nat. Hey, Nat. Yeah. Uh, we was talking trash, too, so we're whining. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> We was talking, the lady house was talking trash. I'm just saying. Why you? Why you trying to give me? <laughs> uh, Good vibe tribe said it would have been nice to see him stick it out at Jackson State to bring them up to a nationally competitive level. Yeah, that'd have been great. Right. That'd have been great. Mm-hmm. And then he said, "Baby Sanders said the only difference was a defensive lineman." Damn. Well. Damn. Um, the only difference between Colorado U <laughs> and Jackson State University. Are the defensive linemen? That's all he said. Well, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to think about that. <laughs> Natalie said it's that societal improvement, not relying on whiteness. Yeah, that's the goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's the goal. I think this is Yogi. Respect the shooter. Yeah. He said, "Yo." Oh, what's up, Yogi? <laughs> hey. Good morning, man. Good morning, Yogi. Good morning, man. Um. Jolito Holmes Music. Oh, good morning. Hey, good morning. He said, what if this is just phase two when he returns to HBCUs to dissuade us from relying on proximity to whiteness? Nah. And then the laughing face. <laughs> trying to infiltrate from the inside. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, you trying to sneak that Afrofuturism in there, man. You know that shit is gone. <laughs> what if? <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. We could dream, though, right? Right. And Oprah will be president next year. <laughs> Is that right. what we want? Hmm? Is that what we want? <laughs> oh, Lord, I guess not. <laughs> All right. It's time, sweetheart. We're going to try one more time. Okay. It's time for the world premiere. Today, we are premiering a wonderful music video from an artist based out of the DMV area. Her name is Odd Mojo, rapper, the rapper of all rappers, okay? A strange, what's it called? Something Strange is Coming from the album. Something Strange is Coming. I want to premiere to you something that premiered on uh, all the social media sites on Monday. It is her new music video. It is called Space. 
I want y'all to check it out. It is shot and directed by my man and fellow Wake and Bake with B1 Night, Kendall, Lieutenant Kendall, as I like to call him. <laughs> he is not uh, of the Army, but the boy looked like he was in Vietnam. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Lieutenant Kendall definitely shot this video. He said that this is his best work, so I definitely want y'all to pay attention. Stream space on all social media platforms and streaming platforms. Make sure you go check this out on YouTube after you watch this video. Drop some comments as the video is going because I want to I wanna know what you think. The video kind of plays like an episode of Insecure. So I want okay. y'all to really pay attention. Tell me what you think. And we'll have a conversation directly after this. We'll be right back with more. Awake and make we be more. But if the video fuck up, we'll play another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, bro. Yeah, wake up. Where's my packages? Uh, it's in the back. Bro, you do this every time. Oh, shit. It was good, bro. It's so good to see you. Yo, it's been a minute. I know. What you been doing? Hey, what you been up to? I'm good, bro. I'm kind of tight because he keep fucking up my packages. Oh, Losing no, them no. every week. You know how it be over yeah, here. Yeah, it's always something with the concierge. Oh, my God, bro. It's all right, bro. You probably you know eat your shit, too, that she ordered. You exactly. lost my smoothie. I don't know what happened. The usual, the usual. But what's up, though? What's up with you? Going to that rooftop party. You going tomorrow? Oh, oh see. I don't know. I kind of, I'm about to start writing some music. Mm, I'm in my okay, vibe. Okay. I have a lot of thoughts about stuff. Okay, I feel that. about you? You go. I just thought the anniversary for me and Davon is tomorrow, uh, so we may slide or I don't know. Yeah, you on that cuffy shit. You I know feel what you. My um, well, let me know. Hit me up and okay. I'll, I'll pull up with you if you go. You be off your solitude vibes. So I don't you know, know I'm always on my vibes. space vibes. I like my own space. You okay. But I'll let you know. I might, but I'm really thinking about writing some music. Okay. You want up? Yeah, I'm going to go up because he sucks. And okay. You lost my packages. Yeah. So, yeah. See, you know what? That's cool because that's exactly why I be eating your DoorDash. That's exactly why I eat your DoorDash. Wow. 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 <laughs> Yo, babe, look, look. <laughs> Yo, do you see this? TikTok is so wild. Like, <laughs> yo, wait, where you going, babe? Babe, where you going? Hey, hey, yo, I need some space right now. I need some space, space. Yeah, I need some space right now. I need some space, space. I need some space right now, I need some space, space, whoa, hey, whoa, hey, yeah, I need some space right now, six feet away, get your own J, nigga, I'm smoking on a personal, hey, oh, and this is personal, whoa, be careful of the energy you project, sun telling me you don't really care, living life on the edge, nah, I don't want that near, yo, they say, Trip. 
Need some space like Capricorn is. So please respect this. It don't got nothing to do with ya. I'm finding my bliss. Setting boundaries, you cannot count. I need some space. Run now, run now. Get in touch with my life. Uh, it's a beautiful sight. Do you know that we celestial beings? We are all stars, yet we are not the same. Going tall from the plains, sprouting real high. Oh my, manifesting from the skies. Oh yeah, my circle real small. Keep my family around me like we fast and fierce tall. Need some space around y'all. Yeah, I need some space around y'all. I need some space right now. I need some space. I need some space right now. I need some space. Yeah, we back. All right, we back. We back, y'all, with more. Who way you make with me? Mo, yeah. Lady of the House, this is your first time seeing the video, right? Yeah. You've never seen it before? No. So tell me your thoughts. What are your raw thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed the video. Um, it was very vibrant. Mm -hmm. um, I like the aliens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Background dancers are cool. The outfits are cool. Mm -hmm. the, the actual setting. You know, I love the fact that it was, it showed the community, like, yeah. you know, she brought her friends in and mm -hmm. you see DC. So yeah, it was, it was great. Oh, and then the story was cool too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he came back. I'm glad that, you know, she took the flowers. So, you know, they worked it out. They worked it out. Just need a little space. <laughs> you just need a little space. Little I'm space. coming back. Yeah, I'm coming back. <laughs> with some flowers. Yeah. And with some flowers. That's right. Fellas, remember. Bring the flowers when you come back, though. Don't just be coming back. Just <laughs> the lady in the house is looking dead in the face. <laughs> she said, "Nigga, you are fellas." Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got your flowers. Yeah. I got your flowers. Yeah. Oh, that shit was funny. I had the um, I had the pleasure of interviewing Odd Mojo and the crew for the premiere of this video at the Small Wooden Box. God bless the box, the mm -hmm. usual. Right. Um, it was great to talk to Mojo about her creative process. She said this is by far the video that she has invested the most into, story wise, wise, financially wise, creativity wise. 
mm-hmm. uh, and just the artists that I met uh, seven years ago, the the semi-clone of Lupe Fiasco that I met seven years ago is not the same artist that I see here. We definitely have an individual who has grown into the own aesthetic and I just love, I love the thing that she's doing with the extraterrestrial thing. Mm-hmm. I know that Beyonce came and stole her light a little bit. <laughs> uh, uh, that was last year, but um, I Mojo been an alien superstar since 2017, yeah, you feel me? Right. Uh, so I, I really appreciate her again, showing the parts of the community, showing the beauty of DC. I think really real who is the, Featured artist here is from New York, so bringing that and making that connection okay. between here and New York. And I, I thought think, I could. I think they shot this in New York, actually. Oh, um, oh, uh, I was gonna say I, I thought I couldn't hear the accent, but I wasn't sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love in the middle of the in the middle of the song, uh, Rail has a like a I call it the LL Cool J Drake moment, where it's just a breakdown, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna sing to you bitch niggas for a moment. You know what I mean? I love that. Uh, so yeah, I was really enjoying of this music video. To your point, the vibrancy of the colors and the uh, and the way we shoot black people, the way that we light black folks is so important. Uh, so we appreciate you, Kendall, on that. We see you, baby. Shout out to Kendall. We see yeah. you, baby. That was a really beautifully shot mm-hmm. video. You said that's your best work. I'm a little jealous. You might be right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, I think they shot it in Brooklyn. If I'm not mistaken uh, you know uh, uh, but Mojo is from here but we still got to see that community part of the video like mm-hmm. stepping outside into the neighborhood on some real hip hop shit you know, right, hip hop right. started outside and yeah. started mm-hmm. inside it started in the park you feel me mm-hmm. uh, so that was Mojo's uh, space make sure I go check that out on all streaming services and make sure y'all watch the video right here on YouTube wherever you get your u- music videos from <laughs> BT plus VH1 jams MTV jams VH1 soul excuse me I know what the fuck I'm talking about we got any comments we are before we get to our blunt manifestations okay Jolito Holmes music says TikTok be in the way dope artistry here right TikTok be in the way good vibe trap says hey that's a vibe we all need our space sometimes facts yep Kendall said good morning be and lady of the house Hey, Kendall. Good morning, Kendall. Good morning. We appreciate you, director. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie put hearts. Uh, nice. Kendall said, don't tell me you forgot the flowers, BMO. <laughs> well, ah, damn. <laughs> <laughs> he said, what flowers? Ah, obviously so. <laughs> Yogi said, you are fellas. It's hilarious. <laughs> I am fellas. <laughs> I wish y'all could see the face of Lady House Lady Me just now. <laughs> <laughs> and, Ken- <Good> <laughs> and Kendall said we shot it in Brooklyn where Real is from okay oh, nice. yeah that's dope nice yeah alright let's get to some of these it's blunt manifestation time though mm-hmm. alright if you got some blunt manifestations put them in the comments sweetheart if you got your blunt manifestations what you thinking uh I think I'm still on the <laughs> move you still on the move <laughs> yeah we, we gotta get it back I went to level 4 <laughs> level 4 okay went to level 4 uh we'll definitely I think that's gonna happen relatively soon we could definitely manifest the move from this trifling ass place this is very true um your boy needs some money okay not that I'm broke that's not what I'm saying not that we're struggling not that we're gonna miss the rent not that they eviction people coming on the door but I wanna manifest um financial promptness okay you know what I mean? I got a lot of money that is on the table, but not on in the your table, hand. but not in my hand. Exactly. So yeah. not very true. Yeah. I would like to manifest some financial promptness. Yeah. Uh, 
because I'm not an economist, mm-hmm. and I am an economy is well economic structure can be a philosophical perspective uh but i money and time to me go hand in hand yeah right mm-hmm. if i got ten thousand dollars today uh but i'm gonna die tomorrow versus i got ten thousand dollars that's owed to me in 30 days and i'm broke today yeah it don't matter. <laughs> I need the ten thousand dollars today. <laughs> Again, and not because we need the money, but it's just you know, I just I would love some financial promptness in my situation, and I would like to manifest more opportunities to be on television to give speaking engagements, you know, and some clarity about what I'm supposed to do about this potential speaking engagement that was offered to me the other day. Uh, we mm. definitely want to get some clarity around that, but yeah, I want to manifest some financial promptness. And the lady house wants to manifest getting the fuck up out of here. Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all see these walls. Y'all see this wall and it look great. <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> and honestly, the wall behind it don't even look that great. <laughs> sure, if I just pan a little bit that way, you'd be like, oh, wow. A little bit down. Yeah, I live in the slums. <laughs> Not the, <laughs> the slums. slums. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and light this blunt. And uh, we've done our manifestations. People in the comment, make sure you throw your manifestations. Also, while you're in the comments, throw me a like. You know what I'm saying? I want to see them the emojis on the screen. I'm a millennial. We get uh, an endorsement boost by digital representations of love. I don't know. That's not me. <laughs> but that's just how my generation feels. Okay, um, so Yogi put the, the money with the, you know, the wings. Oh, yes. Yeah, those. Liberate my cash. Right. And then Kendall said, I'm manifesting an investor this morning, too. Someone give me 10K and I'll turn it to 200 by next year. Now, that's real. You could definitely do that. I don't know if I can do that. I was about to. <laughs> you kind of already did. I did. But with, with Superman. That's true, though. Yeah. That's very true. All right. Superman. <laughs> uh, not you calling him Superman too. Mm, I don't want to put his business out there. <laughs> yeah, true. My business. <laughs> about business. Whatever we got any more uh manifestations, that's the only manifestations we got. Mm-hmm. All right. Sweetheart. It's a Oh Lord. That's why I need the blunt right now. <laughs> I don't even want to start there. Here's where I want to start. Okay. Here's where I want to start. Um I read this stat maybe six years ago. Okay. Uh, but it is a status burning to my brain. But black, the black birth rate, women or birthing bodies, mothers or birthing bodies mm-hmm. who give birth to black people yeah. are three times, or at the time it was six times more likely to die. And now it's three times? No, it's three times. I think I got to read the, the report again. Three to six times. I think it's three times more likely to die yes. before, during, and after childbirth. Mm-hmm. Black mothers, regardless of here's a part of the stat that really breaks my heart. Regardless of income, education, or any other social economic factor, mm-hmm. black women are three times more likely to die from maternal health problems. Right. And there has been studies, there have been conversations, there have been reports that have been issued on this. Uh, and this, and the 
the problem at the base of this stat lies in two different forms. There are systemic problems, and there are also cultural social problems. As we described at the beginning of the show, thanks to Natalie breaking this into my head, the king is over the social issues, and then you got parliament, which is over your policy <laughs> issues, right? Right. <laughs> I didn't know this, but our vice president actually commissioned like an 80-page report on goals and solutions for this black maternal health crisis. Oh, really? In 2022, our vice president, a black woman, yeah. put this report out. Ain't nobody talking about it. Everybody talking about how we ain't seen them. Right. Everybody talking about how she missing. Everybody talking about how she ain't shit. Or right. how she slept away to the top, Joe Judge Brown. <laughs> Judge, Joe, Judge Bo Brown, whatever the fuck he said. Uh, but nobody's talking about this report that she put out, which actually has listed goals and solutions for the problems that plague black women. Mm-hmm. And Lady House, you can put it up, but I'm going to read it. Um, you can put it up on the screen just so people can see it. So she commissioned this report. Is it is it the blue face side? It's the what? Blue face side. The who down? Blue face. No, it should say White House. Blue oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, what oh, where is it? It should be the... Oh, it was on the bottom. It is? Okay. Yeah, I got it now. Okay. Okay, there we go. Now, damn it, I done lost the little link. Oh, I got to interact with it? Yeah. Okay. Um, hold on. Damn, damn, damn. I don't uh Hold on, y'all. I want to read some of these things from this report uh, that Kamala Harris... Um, commission for addressing the paternal health crisis. So here's the things that she talked about. She has five goals. So I just want to read a segment from the letter that she said, for certain women, the risk is much higher. I'm sorry, in the United States of America in the 21st century, being pregnant and giving birth should not carry such a risk. And yet before, during, and after childbirth, women in this country are dying at a higher rate from pregnancy-related causes than any other developed nation. This means that far too many women experience pain, neglect, and loss during what should be one of the most joyous times of their life. For certain women, the, high, the risk is much higher. Regardless of income and education level, black women are three times as likely to die from pregnancy-related conditions. So she has issued this report. And that report is a blueprint, which I love, by the way. <laughs> Here are her five goals. You can just scroll through while I'm reading this without. Here are her five goals. Goal number one, increase access and coverage uh, of co comprehensive, high-quality maternal health services, including behavioral health services, systemic. Goal number two, ensure those giving birth are heard and decision makers are accountable for systems of care, systemic. Goal three, advance data collection, standardization, harmonization, transparency, and research around this matter, systemic. Number four, expand and diversify uh, uh, the parental workforce, systemic and social. Five, strengthen economic and social supports for people before, during, and after pregnancy, systemic and social. President, Vice President Kamala Harris has put out a blueprint with five goals on how she should attack the problems that are addressing the problems that are facing black women and black birthing bodies who are giving birth to children to allow them to be three times more likely to die because of these complications. I want to scroll all the way down to the bottom of the report because here I am, I'm in the social side, right? 
So there's all these things. I feel like the people who are got your MPHs and your PhDs and you do your research, they're attacking the policy. And in the same report, I think there's like a dozen institutions that they name who are already doing the systemic work to, uh, to alleviate some of these maternal health issues. But today I want to talk about the social side. Because in the last section on goal five, which states that goal five is about how do we create more social structures so that uh, black women can give birth in more healthy situations, she refers to a situation that she calls personal safety. Mm. I'll read it. It says, research shows that repeated exposure to crime and violence is associated with adverse health outcomes. Maternal health is no difference. Violence is a significant contributor to deaths amongst women of reproductive age, including pregnancy and postpartum persons. 156 experts have illustrated a strong correlation between neighborhood violent crime and maternal, mator uh, and maternal mortality. Research has also shown the negative and sometimes fatal repercussions of domestic violence, sexual assault, and other forms of gender-based violence on women's health, including during pregnancy and the postpartum period where women are, uh, are often uniquely vulnerable to intimate partner violence. That is why any effort serious about addressing our maternal health crisis must take equally serious women's personal safety. So why? In the name of all things holy, is this bitch nigga Blueface publicly abusing this pregnant woman? Lord. If there are people who are publicly addressing some of the social systems that are allowing black women to be three times more fatally wounded in childbirth, somebody got to hold the person accountable. Mm -hmm. And this morning, I want to hold this bitch nigga Blueface accountable. I cannot fathom the lack of support that one has to feel that you got to reach out to strangers on the internet during the most vulnerable and intimate time of your life. Yeah, the young lady has agency. She can do what the fuck she want to do. And who knows? Gen Z might be in the pregnancy room all the time on the Instagram live. But I know that if I was the father of this child, the moment I walked in and seen the mother of my child on Instagram Live, that man thing would have kicked in. You could have called me uh, 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 a patriarch. You could call me overbearing. You could call me marginalized. I don't give a fuck. This moment is for me, you, that baby, and the people in this room. Okay. But meanwhile, put the picture up. Meanwhile, this nigga Blueface, while his, the mother of his child is in the most intimate, probably the most dangerous part of her life, this nigga is skinning and grinning with another woman on Instagram. His other baby mother dragging her into the mess as well. How dare you? We can see you. Right. The report, the report. The report, sweetheart, the report. Uh, 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 uh. That is why any effort serious about addressing our maternal health crisis must equally take serious women's personal safety. Mm -hmm. There have already been accusations that he is physically abusive with Krishan, and now there's, there is physical proof that this nigga is an emotional tyrant. Right. Neglectful and abandoning the mother of his child while she was giving birth on Instagram live 
and then got the nerve. I didn't even want to put these videos up here. You can take this bitch nigga down. Okay. And then got to nerve the nerve to come on a social media and gaslight Krishan some more and say that she intentionally had the baby early without him in Baltimore what? so that he couldn't be there. Silly nigga, what? <laughs> there is a legit crisis happening to black women. And in case you haven't put the math together, there is no black populace without people giving birth to black babies. Exactly. We can have all our advanced talk about new blueprints. We can talk about social structures. We can have silly ass questions about buying back Clarence Thomas. But if it ain't another nigga down the line. Right. Boy. And you would think, sweetheart, this is, this is the thing that also baffles me, right? This makes me realize that maybe niggas is not playing by the same rules. You would think the same black men who statistically and culturally and stereotypically were abandoned by their black fathers and had to depend on their black mothers who looked at their black mothers as gods would treat them as such. But somehow, their narrative is now, because black women have had to raise black men on their own, black women are the problem. Right. And we got silly niggas like Blueface as an advocate for the gaslighting of black women who are forced into these positions because of the irresponsibility of black men. Oh, and these dumbass sons of Samuels, fresh and fit ass niggas is taking the side of fucking Blueface. Yeah, you know, mothers always get more power in the court system. You know, uh, you know, mothers always get the, the benefit of the doubt. You know, she could be, we don't know what's going on off camera. Nigga, we know what's going on on camera. <laughs> I'm not even gonna straw man it. I'm just, this is a, there is a very obvious opponent. I'll read it again. If we, that's why any effort serious about addressing our maternal health crisis must equally take serious women's personal safety. That includes efforts aimed at curbing intimate partner violence and reducing exposure to neighborhood crime. And we can all see it. This, oh my God. So sweetheart. For the first time ever. <laughs> I would like to nominate Blueface for the Clarence Thomas Tory Lanes bitch nigger of the <laughs> moment. What are your thoughts? It's a tragic situation because all it's all his bad parenting is gonna do is just continue the cycle. And he's raising, well, he's not raising <laughs> these children, but they're going to grow up in broken homes and, you know, yeah, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Oh my God. I, I, that's what I was saying on Tuesday. I hate this nigga. Yeah. I would, I would spend my energy as I just did to hate this man. <laughs> I hate this man. And I, when I was looking him up this morning, I've already seen people who are publicly addressing him, calling him a deadbeat, saying what he's doing to Krishan is terrible, and all he's doing is using that abusive, that abusive, seductive, manipulative behavior to gaslight them in front of their face. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, dog. You are the problem. When we talking about issues facing the black community, 
when we talk about universal issues facing the black community, I can point at your blue ass face. <laughs> we got any comments, we are. Uh, Yogi said he don't treat his mom like a god. That's a problem too. Right. That's a problem. I can't believe it. I can't stand it. I can't. I hate this nigga blue face. I hate him. Degenerate. <laughs> Degenerate would be a, 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 a compliment. This nigga is scum. Kendall said, not with the hard R and the laughing Ooh. face. <laughs> I second that nomination, though. <laughs> Ooh. All right, sweetheart. I ain't got my temperature. <laughs> we didn't have too many Paul Robes and Negro of the Week nominees. I was yeah. going nom- we were going to nominate Diddy for the Paul Robes and Negro of the Week. But like now I'm seeing the artists they coming out on they coming out on social media saying that like oh him returning fucking publishing rights don't mean shit. Like you could have sold the rights and gave me the money, nigga. Like <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, um he already made money off of them, so he's gonna the money. keep it. It's like you already used all the resources, like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you already it's already bone dry. Like you're giving me a dead lake basically. <laughs> right. The vibe trap said there's a deeper, hotter hell for niggas like that. My goodness, oh, man! I need that, that man, look, <laughs> I have I I have qualms with the divine and the afterlife. I have questions. I need that nigga to burn today, and I don't mean physically. I don't need somebody to go out there and burn this nigga. I need this nigga to. I don't even know how you. I don't even know how you like. How do you justify? I just don't get it. How do you justify that? The mother of your child is giving birth. Right. And you're not there. And you could be there and you're not there. That's number one. Two, you're dragging another woman into it, posting on Instagram, putting up pictures. Like, that's some cowardice shit, too. Right. Good Lord. Natalie said, close running between him and that PG cop. And then Jolito Holmes Music said, the PG cop is wild. What happened to the PG cop? I don't know. What happened? What, what did the PG, PG cop? cop do? Somebody send me Somebody send me Something Uh Good Trap said Kamala Harris for Negro of the Week Who? Kamala Harris Yeah we can do that We can do that Okay yeah yeah Okay <laughs> We can do that We can do that <laughs> So let's, let's, We have two nominees For the Paul Robes <laughs> and Negro of the Week We have what seems to be An inept solution from Diddy And then we also have This commission report On behalf Of Vice President uh, Kamala Harris Okay would this be her second Paul Rose and Negro of the Week? Yeah, because she won before, right? Did she win for seduction? Was it? <laughs> Did she win for hypothetically seducing her way to the top? That's what she won for? <laughs> I guess. I can't remember. Maybe Titties and Sables. I think that was the same, that was the same episode. <laughs> Do you want to nominate Deion Sanders or no? Yeah, sure. Sure. Those are our three nominees. We have three nominees for this week's Paul Rose and Negro of the Week. We have Deion Sanders and his... Success. Uh, <laughs> we got uh, Diddy and his solution, <laughs> and we got Kamala Harris and her blueprint. Well, I I have not seen the video. Natalie saying y'all ain't seen that video. I guess we got to check it out. Well, I'm gonna give it to Kamala Harris, <laughs> and then I'm gonna get the bitch nigga award to uh, Blueface. Okay, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So we have, I need to know your reasons though. I need to know your, 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 your nominee, your nomination responses and, and reasons. Um, the black maternal 
mortality rate is scary. Yeah, it's, it's terrifying. And it's, it, I feel like it affects pretty much all black women one way or another. Yeah. So I love that she's creating these blueprints to actually do something about it. Mm-hmm. And then I guess that ties into <laughs> Blueface. Right? Should we consider Krishan a Paul Robeson Negro of the Week? Maybe, because I think she... I don't know for sure, but I think she didn't have any... Um, what do you call that? Any what? I don't think she had an epidural. Oh, she did it raw. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we could do that. We could put Krishan on that. Krishan for the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week nominee. Okay. Give her strength and resilience. Yeah. And nothing to do with this bitch nigga. Lord have mercy. Yeah. Sorry, nigga. Right. My goodness. And it's yeah, it's also sad that she gave birth on live with over three hundred thousand people watching. But that yeah. I see that as a cry for help, you know. Yeah. Or or maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Okay. But your final vote is for. Can I can I give it to the both? <laughs> you want to give a dual Paul Gross and Negro <laughs> the Wig Award to Kamala Harris and Krishan Rock? Sure. All right. So be <laughs> Wow. What a plaque that will read. <laughs> this week's Paul Robeson Negro of the Week is both Vice President <laughs> Kamala Harris for the commission of the report on of the crisis of black maternal health and Krishan Rock for the birth of Krishan. <laughs> What's the baby's name is Krishan. Oh, really? Yes. For Krishan, for her strength and her resilience, for her using her resources to make sure that she got the love that she felt like she deserved and needed in the moments. She had her homegirls in the room, okay? Mm-hmm. She had Instagram Live in the room, which, you know, us old folks, we might disagree with, but her people was there, okay? Her people was there, and I seen I seen a clip from the live. It was very supportive. Yeah, girl, push, yeah. push! Yeah. At one point, she seemed over it, and she was like, get the camera out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, but you wanted the live. <laughs> Of course. Yeah. Uh, of course, with the camera on my face. Why you asking this? <laughs> right. So we appreciate you. And then we're also going to do, uh, for a rare time, we are also going to have Blueface <laughs> as the Clarence Thomas, Tory Lanez, bitch nigger of the moment. <laughs> Why you gotta say it so hard? Because this is a nigger here, man. Let me oh, tell wow. you something. Lynch him. <laughs> wow. I'm, Look, they string him up. I'm turning my head like, oh, I don't know wow. how that is. Get his ass out of here. Wow. No, I still got your back. <laughs> Jesus, it's close, nigga. I let you hang there for a second. I, I, I here you go. Damn. You wild, sweetheart. Um, you might have to get closer to the mic because, as you can hear. Yeah. Okay, Natalie says she sent you the via sent you the video via Twitter. I will review it for Tuesday. And then Kendall said, "Man, save the children with a sad face. They need some better role models in the media." My goodness. Man, my goodness, where the black fathers at? Who a good black daddy these days? What's Luane? his name? <laughs> <laughs> Two chains. Yeah, right. Ooh, LeBron. LeBron. LeBron's a good black dad. LeBron is a good black dad. Andy Wade. Andy Wade. Yeah. Good black dad. <laughs> uh, 
Let's be more like LeBron father. You know okay? what? LL Cool J too. And LL Cool J. These are good black daddies, man. Good black fathers. Hey. They exist. They did. <laughs> let's not let, as they did in the 90s, let's not let these bad bitch nigga seeds. <laughs> I can't believe this nigga blue face. I hate this nigga blue face. <laughs> I hate this nigga blue face, man. Oh my God. Who's, who's worse? Blue face. Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump. <laughs> who's the who's the biggest bitch nigga of the three? Maybe, mm, I want to say Donald Trump, but Blueface is also a bitch ass nigga, and I feel like Ron DeSantis was fueled by Trump. So, like, without Trump, there wouldn't have been a DeSantis. This will be at the Paul Brokes and Negro of the Year Awards. We are going to have a bitch nigger of the year. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, sweetheart. Oh, wait, wait. Goodbye Tribe said, name the award after Blueface. I'm a good black dad. Oh, yeah, you are a good black dad. I see you oh. that, baby. Mm-hmm. Okay. Come on, good black father. Name name the award after. That's how bitch made he is. We got to name the, the oh, Blueface yeah. bitch made award. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. <laughs> uh, sweet, I need that. Because the construction focus here. I don't yeah. know. Can the people hear the construction? If you can hear construction, let me know. Hold on. Let's be quiet. Does it show up on the thing? It's like mid green, but our voices are like upper, lower red. <laughs> oh, mid green ain't good. Right. Okay. All right. Let me get the burning question. Oh, we talked about. Um, Deion Sanders mm-hmm. and the White House blueprint, blueface, and what else? And uh, that's it. And then the black fact. Okay. And they said, yeah, but it's not overpowering the sound. Lord. Okay. Damn. We just knew they was done. <laughs> Damn. Is there hope? Okay, yeah. Is there hope for bitch ass niggas like blueface, like no. as as fathers? No. As <laughs> can they be reformed? We just got to no. get rid of them. No, if you're at the point of blueface, no, it's like I don't even know if get rid of them. It's like that's just like the untalented tenth. Like that's just like I can't, I can't, I see no way for reform for the way that blueface is behaving. Mm-hmm. No way, unless he just gets older and the men around him are like, "Yo, you, what are you doing?" Yeah. But I see, like, the way that he talks about her. Right. It's crazy. It's disgusting. It's like, what did we do with Ike Turner? It's like he just faded away. Like, right, yeah. And then died one day. <laughs> okay, cool. Right. <laughs> okay, cool. Like, the same thing with Kevin Samuels. It's like, when you die, people will celebrate that. Yeah. And then some people will be like, oh, that's fucked up. You shouldn't, you shouldn't celebrate people dying. They won't celebrate. They won't stand up for you. They'll stand up for the morality of death right. rather than standing up for the morality of your character. <laughs> Which says everything it needs to say. Before they defend you. <laughs> it says everything that it needs to say. Did you hear that? <laughs> when Kevin Samuels died and niggas was like, ah ha, niggas was like, don't laugh at him dying. Right. That was the end of the defense. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, you shouldn't laugh at dead people. It wasn't. He was a good man. No, nothing no. Was People were defending death more than they defended him. 
good and death <laughs> happens. Death is the worst pain you can feel. <laughs> People would rather have grief <laughs> than to celebrate you. No, I don't see. I don't see him before. Okay. There's no love there. There's no love there, and that is at the very core, like the survival of blackness. The survival, not me, can take it large. The survival of your lineage. Mm -hmm. You don't give a fuck about. Right. How, if you don't give a fuck about the things that you create, the most the the best thing that you will ever make. Right. How am I supposed to even listen to your music? Like, <laughs> how am I supposed to trust the words that you say? Yeah. If you disrespecting the things and the persons and the risk that it takes to create a life. We're talking about creating a life. Right. You want me to hear your opinion? <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Nah, it would. I don't. And it don't seem like the boy on drugs. Mm. Uh, what drug? You seem. You seem a little coked out. Man, I've seen a lot of cokeheads, man. True, true. It ain't. It's like it ain't real, nigga. It ain't cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> cocaine ain't the problem. I've seen a lot of cocaine fathers. It ain't cocaine. <laughs> you said I've seen a lot of cocaine. I've seen a lot of cocaine fathers. <laughs> Shit. Shit, if you was born in the 80s, go look at your father again. <laughs> look at your father twice. Look at them nails. That's all I'm saying. What? That's all I'm saying. Say your father had a few bumps. What the fuck? <laughs> Nigga, it ain't Jolene. Sweet. Shit, Lil Wayne. I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure Lil Wayne is drinking a cup of lean right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Lil Wayne had some lean with some Sweet breakfast. Sweet. He was in a mission with great fatherhood. What are we talking about? Don't blame the drugs. <laughs> I would rather defend cocaine than defend Blueface. This is where we are right now. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no, ain't no reform for this young man. Oh, another good black father. Micah, he said, shout out to the good black dads. Shout out to yeah, Micah. right. Come on. Right. Um, Kendall said the construction sounds like a fan, to be honest. A fan? Yeah. I wish it was a fan of us. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> Natalie says it's like white noise. Okay, that's not bad. Um, good vibe trap said, I don't believe in jail, but his only way to reform would be to sit down. <laughs> and then I gotta ask my dad now. <laughs> I don't believe in jail, but this nigga need to sit down. <laughs> this nigga need to sit Put down. Put his ass in timeout. Put his ass in timeout. That's fair. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, it's been another great episode of Wake Up Bake with Bimo. I appreciate y'all joining us this week. Uh, I see y'all. I'm saying I see the wake up bacon people nights. We got to get us together. Shout out to y'all to do a thing. Big shout out to y'all. Okay, yeah. this is gonna sound ridiculous, but on and uh, uh, season two maybe when we were doing it straight off the phone, there would be times when we had like 25, 30 people on Instagram, and it'd be it was amazing to us. Like wow, <laughs> <laughs> two dozen people. That's crazy. Uh, but it never felt right because Instagram doesn't feel real. Yeah, and I know that YouTube is basically the same processes to get information out, but something about YouTube just feels more real. Right. Uh, and on Tuesday we had fourteen people watching. Yeah. That's the most people watched, and I consider that to be 
a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> that is a big deal yeah. to me that there were 14 people watching us and our average view time was something like 38 minutes. That's crazy. Yeah. Because that's like, minus the 14 people, the 38 minutes, that's like what uh, Tom Joyner won. It's like, oh, I want people to listen to me for 38 minutes. How long will it take you to work? How long take you to get yeah. in your car, mm-hmm. warm it up in the wintertime, drive through traffic, <laughs> yeah. get out your car. <laughs> it's going to take about 38 minutes. That's all I need. Yeah. That's all I need. So I appreciate you. I appreciate y'all. Yes. Um, we do got something pretty cool planned for the end of the season, which will be <laughs> around the end of October. I'm really excited for that. Um, I wish I could get more clips at, but you know, don't got the capacity. So I get them out when I can, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I get them out when I can. Uh, we appreciate y'all for watching. Of course, we're going to leave you with Detroit Rivers Black Boy Joy. This is my jam to it. This yeah, right. Uh, make sure y'all check it out on SoundCloud. My man, Detroit Rivers, Awake and Bake will be one night. We'll see y'all on Tuesday. Sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to get a little fucking go. Okay. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs>